genre. What up, y'all? Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with the other voices on this show, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Mike. hey I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to spoil those for you. So I'm going to give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Our top story today is Superman, Son of Kal-El, number one, by Tom Taylor, John Timms, and Gabe Altayeb. So, uh, so yeah, how is everybody? We're here. Yep, we did We're it. doing it. Doing it. We're living. We're recording this show. You're, you're going to get it, whether you like it or not. <laughs> yes. We're here. Chances We're doing are, it. Chances are, none of us will like it, and it's okay. You know, we can't, we, can't we're not, we're not perfect. Yeah, we can't be, we're not bad a thousand here. We're not, we're, we're realistic. <laughs> it's one of those weeks. We're all kind of having a week this week. Yeah, so. I think we're all just kind of run down and this is the end of it. And Honestly, but it's okay. we were doing okay before we talked for two hours and bummed each other out. Yeah, yeah we got to <laughs> stop doing that. Yeah. Um, we just put yeah, each I've, other down. I've just been kind of watching the Olympics for, for four straight days. It's mm. been great. What's going on there? competitions oh, medals all kinds sports. of stuff it, honestly they should they shouldn't be having activities them this let's face it it's like everything about these games it's like i, I keep cringing it's like eh, they should, probably shouldn't be doing this yeah but you it's can't on stop watching so i'll watch it and every olympic year there's one ad that i absolutely can't stand that they play constantly mm, and i like- mean just Constantly. It's like every sporting event. There's always that one commercial that's just like you you see it fourteen thousand times, and it's, it's like, like it's usually the number one sponsor of the yeah of the typically thing. yeah. And it's just it drives me. But it's like but sometimes it's like the most inane shit. It's like how did you afford this <laughs> company yeah, but, that no one's heard of? <laughs> but this year it's Slack. So Ugh, trying to stay relevant. Yeah, and the the well, also beginning... Slack probably has enough money to fund the Olympics, right? Because Slack has been how every company is still around right yeah, now. So just, like they're just getting destroyed right now. But the thing with the the thing with the Slack commercial is the beginning and end of this commercial is a Slack notification sound. Mm. It's almost like they know we're watching this when we should be working. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because they're trying it's to act- fuck with you. It's they're actually like, for hey, their look employees. Over here. Look yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's it just, to fuck it with your, their employees. It gets your heckles up, and you have to look at the yeah. TV to make heckles sure up. that you're not... <laughs> Get your heckles up. Right, heckles. right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I got to watch some Olympic skateboarding, which was kind of fun. Nice. Um, Fucking nerds. Don't, skateboarders that don't smoke weed. I know, right? One of them was a, one of them who won gold was an actual child. Yeah, I mean, aren't they all? I don't. I haven't watched any of it. Well, uh, the, I don't the mean one, that as an insult. I just legitimately don't know. Yeah. The the one silver medalist for the women's competition is thirteen. Whoa! I didn't even know and you could qualify. Is, that fucking rules. She's awesome. That's I followed her on Instagram, and she is flipping amazing. I, why can't I remember her name? I because this isn't an Olympics podcast. I didn't need to. Yeah, but, that's why. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's been it's been fun to watch. It's it's great that skateboarding's uh, in the Olympics now, and surfing. Watching surfing was fun. And how, how and, do they do that? Do they have like a wave maker? No, it's just like any other surfing competition. There's just 
in the ocean. So the you ocean. just fucking sit there for hours until there's a wave? I mean, not well, hours. It's pretty- it, it, it actually helped out that there was like a tropical storm blowing through. Because <laughs> they were like, all right, well, let's get out and get the surf competition done with before this yeah, uh, those, storm comes in. Those waves are kind of predictable when they're going to be big. So I think yeah. they can schedule it based off of like uh, surf reports and stuff. And none of it was huge waves. I mean, it, it was it, the surf competition. Actually, I, I found it a, a little hack for you guys watching the Olympics. If you miss the crowd sound, because it's like this eerie silence because there's no crowd, there's no spectators, open up a replay of one of the surfing competitions in another tab. <laughs> oh, just because the, the wave sound yeah. sounds like fans? Oh, that's, yeah. cr- that's, there you go. that's creepy. Cr- just that's crowd to, sound. Just listen to any sports with a conch shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Sports well, radio like, on uh, one ear, conch shell yeah. on the other. Yeah. It's weird watching soccer because you don't normally hear them yelling at each other. I know, right? And our women's team is kicking ass. I mean, they are as we're recording this. Uh, I don't know how they're doing well. Do they win Would in penalties get this? earlier? Well, don't jinx it, man. They're the best I mean, team in the world. I, I just don't want to be like, man, we're really doing great. And it's like, by the time this comes out, we already got bumped out of the competition. But I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think we're actually going to do it. I think we're going to do it. You mean again? Again, they're the best team in the world. They won the world. They are. Cup. They're the, they're the best group the of best. athletes on the planet. I yeah, think. they're the best cute women's soccer team. Like, it's, I don't even think it's like. There's I some think other pound for ones. pound, just like team in yeah. a in a sporting event. Period. They're the best at that. Um. <laughs> yeah. I think they could beat any other team at any other sport. <laughs> I just like to see the U.S. Them, women's like, national team at the curling competition in the winter just trying to try to make that work not really knowing how the game is played at all megan rapino could kick those guys ass I mean, i'm willing probably. to bet <laughs> oh, they see him out there in the figure skating team team figure skating <laughs> they wanted penalty kicks there you go so there you go they've advanced to the next round go go yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna face canada in the semifinals so they're guaranteed a medal at this point yeah, they're going for gold, baby. And now I know how RJ feels every time we're talking about dumbass nonsense that doesn't matter. And he's just like, oh my god, I want to talk about comics. And I just like, I don't know anything about any sports. I have nothing to contribute here. See, that's <laughs> usually me. I'm, I'm the weird person. I don't like sports, period. I am. I learn But every four years, I get, every two years, I get really jazzed about the every Olympics. Every two to four years, I learn everything I know about soccer, and then I forget it again every yeah. time it comes up. And it's only because the women's U.S. team is good. And uh, this is this is going to be a reference two weeks in a row, because I think we mentioned it last week, but uh, my favorite thing about soccer is Ted Lasso. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> that's, uh. that's, that is my entire... That and, like, oi songs that are just chants that at, from at soccer, soccer hooligans. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's, those are the only two things that I know about mm. soccer. I mean, that's all you need to know about soccer. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to be forever blowing bubbles. That's that's all I know, you know. And uh, <laughs> and West Ham has really pretty colors. <laughs> hey. uh, we have exhausted my soccer knowledge. So we should just pivot to comic knowledge. Oh man, that's get, so get, let's that's get so the, fast. Let's get the fuck up out of here. We'll just talk about <laughs> nonsense for ten more minutes if we don't. You know that. I do. <laughs> you want? We want to do comics now. Man, I guess. Yes, we might as yes. well. You have my permission to talk about comics. Oh, oh man, finally. <laughs> RJ's like, yes. All right. Uh, so my, my pick for the week is Harley Quinn number five by Stephanie Phillips, Rally Rosmo, and Ivan Placencia. Um, 
we get the the uh it's the last issue um Harley it ends with her getting to like the top floor of uh Hugo Strange's building and them all kind of like attacking her and then we open up on this issue and she's actually just berating like giving him therapy and um <laughs> it's kind of this flashback of Hugo Strange dressing up as Batman um and then fighting fighting Batman while they're both in these costumes and she's like is it is it a sexual thing like <laughs> why are you so obsessed with Batman like there's no shame in, in that you know might be healthier you know, a different outlet for that frustration <laughs> it's so good it's so funny I just like that there there wasn't any uh like uh physical altercation she was just it's just her and him talking and she's like trying to figure out why he's so obsessed with batman (laughs) (laughs) look we all know you want to fuck batman (laughs) i mean and who doesn't who can blame you you know i mean like maybe dressing up as him is not the healthiest reaction (laughs) (laughs) that's not the way to get there (laughs) maybe catwoman but (laughs) (laughs) i do not want to see hugo strange in a catwoman costume (laughs) oh no The cat ears. Breaking them out. So, yeah, they kind of go back and forth, and then Harley Quinn says she has to pee. So he's like, hold it. She's like, no, I, I can't. That's not, that's not going to be a thing. And so she's like, all right, fine. So he takes her to the bathroom, and she's like with two guards, and she spits out uh, a key to... Or she spits out like a micro bomb. And she, like, unlocks her cuffs and blows up the toilet. And uh, this, like, wave goes to the floor and the uh, guards uh, look around and then she kicks the door open and hits them and uh, drops one of their shock prods onto the water and, like, electrocutes them. They get electrocuted in poopy water. No. <laughs> Gross. Got them. Um, and then she uh, goes to get Kevin and uh, gets him out, and it's adorable. They're finally reunited. Um, and then we see that uh, Harley recruited Solomon Grundy from the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I have to imagine that dropping that bomb in the sewer was like his his cue. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah, that's that's clever. <laughs> he fucks shit up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's Grundy. That's what he does. Yeah, it's true. And then, uh, um, so we we learn that Hugo isn't uh doing this of his own accord. He's being hired to uh convert the clown people. Whatever he was doing, um, his whole like operation is being funded by someone, and it's this this person in like a, a like a respirator and a hood. Uh, they look really cool. Um. And then uh, Harley stumbles into Hugo's office again, but she finds his, like, secret room with plushes of all the Batman villains. Uh, She finds a Solomon Grundy plushie. It's so fucking cute. And then she's like, this one's mine. I'm keeping this one. (laughs) I like that there is a Harley Quinn one, and she doesn't want that one. She just wants the Grundy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a Bane one, and it's like his hairy arms. There's Clayface. There's literally everyone. And Zazz with his little scar marks. Ah! He's got a little knife. He looks like the um, the Fallout Boy 
not Fallout Boy. What's the 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 boy from Fallout? The boy from Fallout. The boy from Fallout. Not the band. <laughs> oh right. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. yeah. The, and then the oh man, I want that clay face so bad. It's adorable. The Fallout Boy. They're so fucking cute. <laughs> oh my god. So uh uh yeah she she returned um to Hugo's room to get her bat because she hadn't had her bat this whole time, um, and she finds it and then uh finds Hugo's uh, Batman outfit. Mm-hmm. She's like maybe it is a sex thing after all. Oh yeah, for sure it is. <laughs> and then uh Hugo shows up and is behind her behind her and now that she's got her bot bat she's like just being the crap out of them. <laughs> uh, <it's> so good. <laughs> and then what happens? That's pretty much it. And they kind of reveal Oh yeah, they, they the person. Well they have a reunion in the sewer which is really nice. Oh yeah all with the all the people with the therapy but, group that got yeah. kidnapped. <laughs> oh right, right. And Kevin has the Grundy plushie. It's it's amazing. And then, yeah, so we get more of Hugo and the, the mysterious person that um, is behind this whole thing, and we learn that their name is Keepsake. Um, now, is this a person that we should know? Because I didn't know this person. I don't know. Okay, don't... all right. I think, it's they either mi- I think they might so, be new. So obscure that neither of us know it, or completely new. So, yeah. neat. I felt like a new person. And it, it in the literal, like, her, her narrative box is like, that's called a cliffhanger. It's like, so I guess it's... <laughs> yeah, I guess I, we're gonna find it's out. cool because she's, like, through the whole thing, her narration boxes are, like, going through, like, different parts of a story. And yeah. uh, she's like, well, this is the hero's journey, but, you know, I'm not necessarily a hero. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Yeah, this issue was great. I loved it. Always good. It's a fun book. <laughs> Okay, less fun. Oh man, more terrifying and sad. Dude, um, this ripped my heart out. Yeah, this one was rough. Department of Truth number eleven, James Tyron the fourth, and Martin Simmons. So this is the um, big feet. S- this is the <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, yeah, this is the one conclusion. of them big feet. What the conclusion of our big feet story? Um, <laughs> big feet. Where we kind of get more, um, just two pieces. This uh, a good chunk of this book is the diary from this guy who's going on his last hunt, and he's just kind of writing to his son, basically, about everything that's been going on. And then we have the actual Department of Truth with Cole and um, Buck, Cameron, Hawk, uh, Hawk, um, and then this field agent that they're trying to track down. So basically, the fucking journal entries are essentially just chronicling the f- crumbling of his marriage. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and like... As he and becomes the, more and more obsessed with Bigfoot. Yeah, and, and, yeah, his and, the, and the ways in which, like, his wife... Tried? When they were, when they were dating, she... Thought it was an pl- odd... Yeah, she, like, placated it. thing, yeah. And then, like, the more their relationship got serious, the more she was trying to distance him from it, and then and eventually... She almost, like, I think she actually almost... She was okay with it and almost encouraged with it because it's like it was like a fun thing. It was harmless, but I think once they said they had a kid, that's yeah. when she's like, "That's when everything started turning." And she, yeah, because yeah, because she's just like, "Oh, it's an excuse to go hiking," and like that's yeah, fine. And she's Who like, cares? "Oh, once we have a kid, he'll focus on that." And she's like, "And he's basically already like, no, like that's 
this and, is, and this is like, he's already going like man i can't wait to take my kids bigfoot hunting exactly yeah and, yeah. She, and she already saw how it you know affected his dad mm-hmm. so she's trying to steer him away from that and the, yeah it's just one of those things of like there's so, there's no good scenario there. There's it, yeah. this is just destined to be bad in every yeah, way. It's like she's, and she like she bought him a computer so he could like find like minded people. people on the internet, and that just made it so much worse. Yeah, yeah he just spent more and more time doing well, that. And he just lost himself in it. Technically, he says she did, but we don't know oh, the true story. Right? Yeah, that's his side of that. Yeah, very clearly his side. Because we that. we only get it from his perspective, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So it just like eventually that just the whole thing just falls apart because then like there's like an altercation at like a family event and he just like blows up and that's when. It- yeah. Doesn't he beat up his brother? Yeah. Well, yeah, he beat up his brother because his brother got drunk and made fun of their dad for killing himself over Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when his <laughs> wife basically saw that this is now turned dangerous, basically, <clears throat> and took his kids and left him. And now this whole thing is basically writing like, I hope I was hoping just to share this with you and what like and just show you something amazing, show you something impossible. So you grew up in a world where you knew that was a thing. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and and it's it, it paints a very clear picture of people that get obsessed with these sorts of things where yes. it's it's that that hope that there's still wonder and discovery in the world. Right. Exactly. Because if there's not, then they it just kills their hopes and dreams that there's something more and better for themselves. And so on the flip side of this, we see, we kind of get the Department of Truth's history on Sasquatches and Yetis and all that stuff. Can I Um, just say, uh, like, their breakdown of how this spread into being a phenomenon is fucking phenomenal. It's so good. And like the, the... the splash pages they use for it are yeah. just they're gorgeous yeah. like hawk just explaining that like western imperialism like was spreading so like circuses started traveling and then uh-huh. like the like uh western science follows imperialism into the wild and the public imagination swells at the thought of it uh you know like yada yada, yada. um <laughs> those places have all been well visited uh, over the centuries, just not by white people. <laughs> so right. it's like a, as white people right. are starting to learn about things, it's creating this like yeah, the wild fictions because because yeah, I can tell a story about just people like seeing a gorilla for the first time. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and I remember seeing um a document a really <clears throat> deep dive documentary about the history of the Ringling Brothers Circus, mm-hmm. and that was a big draw. Is people had never seen these animals before, right? Like yeah. like showing someone a giraffe who up until yesterday didn't know a giraffe was a, such a thing. I see. It, yeah. Look at giraffes yeah, now and go, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it, it blows your mind. It, it sparks this curiosity of like, okay, if something like a giraffe can exist. What else is out there, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what they kind of lead. That's the setup. Like all these people just started all these explorations. So like in the in America and the great world in the north and stuff. That's kind of where the Sasquatch came from. And then in um, 
with you know with more exploration people wanted to climb Everest and that's when the story of the Yeti and the abominable snowman grew to what we know it is today and And he goes into the the Loch Ness Monster and how the Loch Ness Monster had always been this local legend yes and it wasn't until someone took a picture of a log in the water and Mm -hmm. sent it to a newspaper and then it just got reprinted over and over again that it became this global phenomenon yeah yeah and they even talk about how like the people who created the, kind of the, the same first... thing with the Sasquatch too, when they saw the blurry photo, same kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then like it doesn't matter that the um, Patterson Gilman film was a discredited. Fake. Yeah, and, yeah, and that like they admitted that the footprints footprints were made by a carved Bigfoot, like wood out of they a made wood it out carving. Of wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it doesn't matter that <clears throat> all after the fact, those people said, "Yeah, we were fucking with yeah. you." Like it's already taken a mind of its own. It's and, t- like, yeah, it was like fifty years later, but it's like yeah, like you said, it's. It's too late. The damage is done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. That's. <laughs> and especially like the mind of a kid. Like, I remember when I was in like elementary school and middle school, I used to, there were books from the library from school that I used to check out constantly on like cryptids and monsters and legends. And it's right. just like, it just, there, it just there's fuels it. so the much for your imagination to grab onto in those stories. What the hell do you mean used to? <laughs> <laughs> well i mean like th- that's kind of my origin story right like <laughs> i'm still buying those books <laughs> so the whole time they're kind of exploring this this guy who's writing the letters actually is tracking them following them with like the, in the in, like, crosshairs yeah. to kind of take them out because he's following them and then eventually we kind of get to this point where they they find one they confront a bigfoot and it makes like their fucking nose bleed, their eyes like it has Dude, the, a physical effect on them. The way these pages are rendered is amazing because there's yeah. these like concentric circles coming out of it, mm-hmm. like like it's clearly like creating weird ripples in reality. Yeah, yeah. And so this guy who's been writing this letter, who just has wanted to see one to prove that he wasn't crazy, to prove what he saw and smelled as a child was true, finally sees one. <laughs> They immediately blow its head off. <laughs> well, it, it, it attacks him. Like, he's well, about yeah. to get destroyed. Yeah, and, like, blood comes out of his eyes. Like, he yeah. just completely misfires. Yeah, and earlier, they're like, oh, yeah, the stories of the Yeti and the Bigfoot, those are all fun and good. But the ones you don't hear about is where it, like... They're actually rips, killing people. Rips apart whole uh-huh. families of campers. Yeah. And the, right. that sort of the bloodshed, bloodshed and horror. Yeah. Like, that, that, that doesn't go... It. That doesn't go in the the newspapers nearly as much because it's not as fun. And, and those are the stories that they squash. Yeah. Right. What do they the, think they Bigfoots are going to do? I knew you were going to do I was almost there. I was what do they think Bigfoots are going to do? Give ma- gonna, Bake them a cake? Like, yeah, yeah they're not going to be friendly. And if you ever find one, like, what do you think? It's going to give you a hug? It's not... <laughs> to death. Um, well, I blame the movie Harry and the Andersons for that. Yeah, personally. that that's a good point. That's a great point. <laughs> Go anyway. I mean, there is uh, a whole subsect of uh, Bigfoot hunters that just want to have sex with them. Of course, really. Uh, I mean, of course there is. Because of course there is. Huge thing. You never heard of Bigfoot erotica? There's whole books. There's I have now. <laughs> There's actual porn. There's actual Bigfoot porn. It's uh, it's an entire industry of Bigfoot it's porn. Bigfoot hole hunters. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. That's good. That's good. You know what they say about guys with big feet, am I right? Big production values. <laughs> um, so after they 
<laughs> kill the Bigfoot. We have a really nice kind of moment here with Hawk, who immediately understands why this guy's here, and it just like, how long have you been looking? And the guy's like, 50 years. This guy's been looking for this for 50 years. And he's like, yeah. that's a really long time. He's like, you know, no one's gonna ever believe you, but you don't need anyone to believe you, because now you know. You know, and you believe, and you know that you found what you were looking for. And you're like, your hunt is over, basically. Like, it's gonna be, everything's gonna be fine, and they just kind of they just let him go. And, like, the, the woman I like that, that, was that he kinda, hugs him and then yeah. lets him go. Like, like, can you, like, that, like, I don't even know, like, all the letters we've been reading, like, this essentially, you could say it's ruined every relationship that he's had in his life, and now and, it's validated that he wasn't crazy, and, like, his obsession was real. And he went into the woods this last time with no, no intention of ever coming back yeah, out. Yeah, thinking For that sure. he was going to die. Yeah, because that, that's how the, the book ends. It's that last page. It's, it, it reads like a... Yeah, it's a farewell note. Like saying, yeah, yeah this is sure. my last oh, yeah. hunt. Yeah, like he knew... He's like, I'm either going to find Bigfoot and come back with like one of its hands or some shit, mm-hmm. or, I, you're dev- or I'm just going to let yeah. the woods take me. You're exactly. going to come back with the feet, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't, if you don't come back with the big feet, then what's the fucking point? I was gonna say point? head, but like, I just got that Medusa mental <laughs> image of just yeah. Don't kill the Medusa, just... yeah, jerk. She's <laughs> doing anything wrong. Medusa's the hero of that story. Anyway, um, my favorite part about this issue is the the I I'd been expecting some kind of a heel turn with Hawk, where like, mm, yep, he exactly. he has been. You mean a face turn? He's already the heel. nice fair enough um but yeah no like like that you see it coming that there's gonna be something that makes him endearing because he's just such a deplorable fucking asshole um and yeah like he does this he spares this guy's life because like what more can you take from him you know and he knows that and then like cole says to him it's like there's a time and place for morals huh and he's like you got a fucking problem with that kid like he's just like yeah yeah, you're gonna call me out on having morals. Like I can mm-hmm. go back to not having any. You piece of shit. Yeah. Well, I think I think it kind of speaks because I think he's also old and tired, and he yeah. un- he sees. I think to me, I read it. He sees himself in someone like this guy. Well, someone who's wasted their entire life chasing this shit, like on yeah. nonsense. Yeah, yeah, Cole has Cole has the cynicism, but I guarantee you, Cole doesn't have any family. You right. know, like, or right. anyone that cares about him yeah, because he just who the has fuck his, would? He just has his partner. Other than that, I don't like. There doesn't seem. I don't like think the partner lot. likes him very much either. Well, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just like this hawk. Like, I think he was like his his like he's done. He's not gonna say shit. He's good. Like he got yeah. what he needed. Finally, like yeah. we don't have to worry about him. And yeah, I think we don't have to like kill everyone with like wanton disregard. Exactly. We can, like, yeah. Make the call that this guy isn't a threat. <laughs> yeah. I like how the woman was like, Lee's not going to like that. He's like, then don't fucking tell him. It's like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Yeah. It, this issue cemented my headcanon voice of Hawk as David Lynch. Yeah, that's this good. Was such a, it was it's a fucking good voice. This is such a great book. Man, I really didn't think. I thought Bigfoot, Big Feats was going to be the, uh, the reprieve emotionally. Yeah, he found a yeah. way to turn this into such a... Uh, I don't I don't even know the right word, but like yeah. Emotionally gut riching. Like this is the story he told about Bigfoot. Like that's crazy. Like it was so well done. Um, you know, the the 
artistic choices with the handwritten pages and stuff like we were joking like this one was like much more tattered and hard to read i think probably because he was writing it like it felt like this was the last one so it's, it's felt like, it's like smudged with his own tears yeah so like it yeah. was just much more difficult but man Oof. so well done yeah this is one of those books i know we talk about it all the time but yeah we talk about every single issue it's fine this is yeah, a- it just it just reaches into my chest and just squeezes my heart it's one of those books it's turning into like a like an ice cream man type of book where since it's like a monster of the week almost like it's yeah. you can you can talk about it like that yeah there's an overarching plot but you're really talking about individual type of stories in between like you know two weeks ago we talked about Crowley and all that shit <laughs> like you know what I mean so like it's like it's yeah it's department of truth but it's a completely different conversation every time and you know? and it's it's a really interesting way too because it is it, at the same time it's current events so it's, right. it's taking exactly. this real problem of these conspiracy theories that are just rotting people's brains but it's it's telling those stories in such an imaginative and such an interesting way that like we can have these conversations around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's yeah. It's incredible writing. It's yeah. so well done. I this is the must read top of the pile book whenever it comes out for me. There there's yeah. a couple of people in my life that I, I keep having the argument of <clears throat> would loaning them this th- this book help or hurt them? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna are they gonna see what James Tynan's trying to say. Knew it. <laughs> yeah, no, right? that's not. That's not. No, that's no. the opposite of Shows what I was trying back, to tell you. Delivers the book back with a Bigfoot costume. It's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Did it. or it's yeah, is this the thing now. that's finally going to convince them to fuck off into the woods to find <laughs> Bigfoot? Right, right. I fucking knew he was real. Let's fucking go. Flat yeah. Bigfooters. <laughs> flat Bigfooters. Fuck. <laughs> it's flat Stanley, but Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Uh, fucking flat and, and I, I love this book i love this book with my whole heart uh but i gotta say if i don't get a fucking mothman i'm gonna set the building on fire a mothman? <laughs> i can't wait for the department of truth annual that's just mothman well i'm mothman. glad we don't all share some sort of building that you would set on fire into yeah. the mothman verse it's just all the mothman <laughs> i would love that uh, yeah, I need an issue because I need I need the um, the Mothman for dummies so I can just learn everything I need to know because James Tynan has given me like this abridged version of so many yeah. things through this. I book. have multiple copies of Mothman prophecies. Yeah, but Mothman will, prophecies give you one is not the cliff notes of right. Mothman. That book <laughs> is like nineteen hundred pages long. It's not that. It's like two hundred pages. Number one, number two. No, it's it is, way longer than that, isn't it's it? Not, I have two copies right here. Look. Huh. Look right there. It's like this thick. Because I, I got an audio book of it that was like 12 and a half hours long. Or well, that's probably like just because John Keel talks real slow. <laughs> 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 Anywho. They should have got um, David Lynch to voice the... Hey, oh, man, that Mothman would be beautiful. <laughs> I want that. If you're if you're listening, David Lynch, please record an audio book. Yes, of if you're listening, prophecies. David Lynch. listening! <laughs> Yeah, basically what I need is like I need David Lynch fans. I need James Tynan to give me the cliff notes to make me want to go read Mothman prophecies. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I just like the idea. He's like he's like like, cryptids for dummies. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's perfect. It's like oh, I could go learn more about this now because he's like he's like. Because he made it interesting. I don't know. To be yeah, fair, exactly. I, I got the cliff notes on Bigfoot. And I don't think I want to learn any more about Bigfoot. Yeah, I might be yeah. good for I think Bigfoot. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, 
Yo, he he made me real sad with the Bigfoot one, so I might be. Good I mean, there. it made me curious about those message boards, but like, I don't think that's. If a, he wants to do I don't think that's a rock I need I to look be under. It, yeah, that's that's not a part of the internet I'm willing to go to. <laughs> yeah. Because I think enough, I'm on enough FBI watch lists. I don't to, need to be on. That I'd one. have to wade through too much stuff to get there, and I'm good. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, all right well let's let's turn it around with some lighthearted marvel comics we haven't talked about marvel in a minute i feel like we've been on a dc kick we have been um, on a dc kick. yeah yeah so let's get back to some x-men since we are an x-men podcast oh no shit. we're not we let's try to some... oscillate as much as possible but we, talk, here we are yeah we haven't talked about we x-men in, in like X-Men a week and batman podcast um <laughs> and also superman evidently for two weeks in a row fucking superman yeah Who that's doing? crazy right <laughs> uh so Who i'm <laughs> who knew I'm doing uh, Sword Number no. 7 by Al Ewing, uh, Stefano Caselli, and Fer Sefuente Sujo. Um, yeah, so as uh, Sean and I were talking about off mic, this is a tie-in to an event that none of us are reading. Um, except for RJ. Except for, well, RJ probably. Because RJ reads every event. Yeah. Well, I saw um, it was Last Annihilation, and that intrigued me because I like Annihilation, but I might just kind of wait till it's I think it's collected. just. I think it's just in... Um, guardians for the most part i don't really think it's it's cross it's not like a huge crossover event i think yeah. it's just guardians and then sword because it's relevant to guardians right. okay um so yeah it's part of Na- last annihilation um basically what's happening so there's you know as there are with most comics an a plot a plot and a b plot a plot is we meet back up with our buddy hulkling and he's on um, Throne World Two, which is the um, the ruin of of Hala. And he, uh, if we d- if you weren't around for our conversation about Empire, um, oh, Hulkling, yeah. yeah, Hulkling is the emperor of the uh, Kree and Skrull Empire. She are no, what no. No, I'm she good. are like a no. I know I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> you're fine. you're too X Men. You're too X Men out. Um. But yeah, so since he's like half Kree, half Skrull, he like united like the oh, warring. Oh right, he united the Empire, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so he is the Emperor. Um, so they're under siege from D- Dormammu, who's using the mindless ones, who are like uh, this like... Um, they're like clay soldiers. Yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Putties uh, from Power Rangers. No. Golems. <laughs> yeah. Golems, yes. They're, they're just golems made by Merlin. Um, so and putties. It, they're putties. Yeah, yeah they're Let's putties. Be real. Yeah, but um, putties. A bunch, of, a bunch of one punch guys. Putties, no, because they can laser you in the face with eye beams and they can yeah. take way more than one punch. That's great. And, and they can were, be putties were the worst fighters of all time. They can be literally any size and they're coming in through fucking portals everywhere yeah, at all this times. Is the, the art in these first few pages made me, like, I was very confused, but it's fucking dope. I mean,. If you know who Dormammu is, do you know who the mindless ones are? I know are? who people were, but I was very clearly jumping into the middle of an event that I knew nothing about. I mean, so was about. I, though, and I, yeah. it's fine. I, you just got to get better reading comics, I love seeing... Bro. No, I read it. I was just like, I didn't care because <laughs> I didn't know... I was like, all right, cool. They're just fighting a bunch of putties. <laughs> yeah, I think it does a good job of catching you up I, I love seeing mindless ones because, one, they're adorable, and two, uh-huh. I when I played Heroclix, which is like the uh, superhero miniatures chess game... Mm-hmm. Uh, mindless ones have the monster keyword and what also has the monster keyword it was captain america werewolf so you could make a monster team of captain america captain america werewolf leading mindless ones and it was disgusting because it was very low point value but very strong and he synergized with other monsters and it was gross 
That's really fun. And it was gross. Uh, there was also that mini series that was like the Sorcerer's Supreme, and it was like all the different sorcerers like teaming up like all throughout time. Mm. And uh, they had a mindful one. No, yes. They, like, they put a soul in yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, this is a, uh, the mindful one. Aww. He's so That's I love it. He cares about you. Um, yeah. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> So that's the that's the A plot. They, they, it's basically like Hulkling is on one front. He has Wiccan off on another. Like they're getting pretty uh, pretty screwed. Oh, yeah, they're getting yeah, yeah they're <laughs> yeah they're super screwed. Yeah, like they they're uh, getting attacked on all fronts. Like uh, Wiccan is is protecting the Scroll world so that it doesn't look like they're playing favorites, uh, which is brilliant. Mm. Um, and then. The accuser is um I forget where the hell she is. It's a uh, it's Captain Marvel's sister, L'Oreal. Um but she's she's on a different planet also battling them. Yeah. And then they call oh, what were you no, saying? Go ahead. Um and then they call in the Nova whose name I'm Captain Glory. Dick yeah, Ryder. No, no, that's no, different no. guy. Yeah. Different guy. Captain Glory was um, the one who that was imprisoned for being an asshole in Empire. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they yeah. need him. And, and then, yeah, like, uh, it starts out with uh, Hulkling being like, yeah, what's up, Captain Glory? And he's like, I told you you'd need me one day. He's like, yeah, I do. This is a shit show. Do your thing. I, you I, thought it was, uh, I thought it was kind of cool that they mentioned that, like, one of the reasons why they're having a problem holding the line is because they don't the mindless ones don't actually need to travel anywhere they're just porting in they're just, so they're, they're just teleporting right where they are yeah right? so there's yeah. no yeah. like refresh time and they're no, just yeah. attacking con- and there's consistently. no str- there's like no way like strategy to hold a spot they're just yeah. dropping on top of them yeah it's like there's and, yeah and and in any size so like as right, um right, right. captain glory like flies up to fight like mountains a, yeah like a kaiju sized one <laughs> right. one pops in right behind him and then they kill each other yeah that was to, cool to take him out that like was, they that like was really cross cool. beam and he's like wow yeah that was a good strategy i'm dead now and then crash lands <laughs> in the I'm fucking dead house. <laughs> i'm dead i am dead now uh, goodbye. Um, yeah, and then and then um, like, the action, the art is yeah, the action is fucking amazing, dude. and like they are just getting like the shit kicked out of them. Uh, Hulkling loses his like magic Excalibur sword, uh, and as they're all like lying broken, beaten, and bloody, uh, uh, sword arrives, and it's and it's um, I can't think of her name, Abigail Brand. It's, it's Abigail the, Brand it's just being like, crew. hey. Remember how uh, I told you that you couldn't rely on anyone but us? Uh, I'm here, and uh, by the I way, made I'm something here. better. Oh, man, we yeah, get this dope data page where, like, Hulkling's, oh like, I sent, a, I sent a distress call to the Avengers, and I sent a distress call to Alpha Flight, and uh, Alpha and like, Abigail... Nobody answered, yeah, I don't understand And the where data they page are. is Abigail Brand essentially, like, writing in a diary that's Dude. like, oh, yeah, I hacked the distress calls and uh, negated them so that Hulkling would owe me a favor. It was like, yeah. all right, well then. And it's also, and it's also because he, it's kn- she, kn- she knows that Hulk, Hulkling and Wiccan are gonna be really fucking pissed when they find out that Scarlet Witch died on Krakoa, was fucking oh, murdered yeah, by yeah. Krakoa. Oh, so that's like, a good point. yeah. So she's like, um, I need to have leverage so that he's less mad at Krakoa because yeah, the big like, brain wow, moves. Fucking yeah. forty chess on that yeah. one. Yeah, it's and like, cr- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, for real. That's some fucking wild. Forty chess is a definitely a good way to put it. And and like the way like he's like he's basically like I don't understand why they why they aren't answering and she's like um 
Like, <laughs> it's always the same in times of crisis. Uh, people show you who they really are. And, like, that line is broken up by that data, by the page, data page which of I'm her just being a backstabbing piece of shit. Fucking so well done. Like, she's the most Nick fury Nick Fury motherfucker. <laughs> like, she's Space Fury. Yeah, she's just not fucking around on a galactic level. Um, and, it's, and it perfectly, it's, like, the exact same panel from the end of Empire, like that, I forget if it was like after the wedding issue mm. or if it, like whatever epilogue issue it was, like the the after credit scene was like, uh, in the future, Hulkling like destroyed and like all the ground, and then her showing up like, I got a sword team, you know, and that <laughs> it's a cool, it's a cool, you know, callback. I got this. I got this. So that brings us to the B plot, which is fucking awesome. Debatably, way better than all of that that I yeah. just explained. Um, it's so fucking it's tense, man. Just a fucking dinner with Doctor Doom and Storm on fucking Araco, aka Mars. Um, formerly Mars. Formerly Mars. Formerly <laughs> known as Mars. FKA. <laughs> the planet formerly known as Mars. F in the chat for Mars. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's it's this like again forty chess of just them playing the playing the game and well it's basically you know, yeah doom just saying i know your shit's full of shit like what's up yeah <laughs> like, and, and, and it starts out very cordially well she's like yeah uh as for dinner sometimes letting an opponent know you can play their games and play by their rules creates the proper impression so she's like yes we're we're having a diplomatic meeting but mm -hmm. we can be civil and like that's and like oh look at the beautiful surroundings and he says like Oh, the I I don't ever take my my faceplate off for anything. So the fact that I dropped it down so I could eat means that this food is the best food I've ever eaten. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're just and and he starts hitting on her, which oh, is yeah. great. Hard. It's just yeah yeah. A true doom would never disrespect a goddess, and she's like, "Calm the fuck down. It's unbecoming." <laughs> yeah, because he, he she references um an issue where uh there was a doom bot that turned storm into a chrome statue mm -hmm. yeah yeah and she's like ah, that's not great yeah and then and basically he's like you know oh this is such a good fucking line he's like uh because she's like don't flirt victor it's unbecoming he's, he says my apologies i merely meant that it is refreshing to see you in a role that befits your capabilities to see you as a true queen as opposed to well a king's wife she's <laughs> like damn Oh, he stopped hitting on you to insult your ex-husband. Bam. Yeah, Holy. Doom ain't fucking around. <laughs> yeah, and then she says, do you really want to discuss our respective marriages so soon? Because <laughs> he just got married and I am not reading Fantastic Four, but I imagine it didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Doom. I feel like it doesn't ever go well. Yeah, right. Um, so, so Doom brings up uh, the Mysterium, which is the uh, metal that uh, mm -hmm. sword presented to the galactic council as like a bargaining chip to become part of the like galactic stage um and he's like so you know i'm not just a scientist i'm also a fucking magician and i don't have to see any of that to know that it is not from this fucking reality because yeah. magic doesn't like it's like it might be magic proof at the very least it doesn't like vibrate at the right frequency uh so like it's like he's like I am my mother's son, you know, because she was a she was a witch. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and he's just like, uh, it's like you're fucking around. Mysterium is not from our reality. Using mutant technology, a delicious example of naming as magic, 
uh, as your te- uh, technopaths surely agree, you condense it from primal kibrons, cosmic particles that exist both outside our cosmos and in the heart of it. So that's what the very first issue when they were like going into like the yeah. white hot room, that's where the Mysterium came from. Yeah, um, they're just pulling shit from other realities yeah. and turning it into shit. And he's <laughs> just, he's basically, he basically says to her, magic has a cost. And she's just like, uh, you don't have to teach me because I know. And he, yeah, he offers like. We keep like, coming back to that. Yeah, magic has a fucking cost. Dude, and, I'm, and, yeah, I love <laughs> this fucking, it's like, basically he's like, be careful. And he's like, it was like, oh, she's like, you did it. He's like, yeah, but I wore gloves. Yeah. Like, you're fucking with shit. You don't understand, basically, is what he's trying to tell her. Yeah. It's like something is coming, perhaps it's already here, and... Well, yeah, I think he was kind of implying, like, some of the shit that's been happening is a direct result of them pulling this into their reality. I think that's the implication that he's making. I don't know what, but something. Perhaps things he knows about that she doesn't. Right, Um, exactly. And also, maybe he doesn't even know, he's just saying, like, the ball's rolling on some fucked up shit that you, you're gonna have to pay that cost. The best best is the the ending line, though, because she's like, do we have more to learn? Of course, but after all, we're a school. And it's like, so good! good. We've always been a school. And yeah, like, as they're having this conversation at the dinner table, and it's getting more and more heated the lightning is just like building up around her chair yeah and eventually, she's not she's not having yeah. any of it at this yeah. point yeah and eventually she just like lightnings the fucking table in half and says like i don't need your fucking help uh and she says playing by your opponent's rules can create a good impression refusing to play their games at all creates a better one <laughs> just, just get the fuck off my planet dude yeah but yeah he he says uh <laughs> so be it a shame our dinner should end so abruptly but at least <laughs> i at least acted with decorum doom has no regrets and he like dusts himself off and leaves and it's just so fucking badass yeah i'm curious to see yeah like that was a great interaction the whole time yeah, man i just i love the way that al ewing writes both doom and Aurora, and like seeing them interact like that is just fucking perfect like holy shit yeah so fucking good Well, speaking of X Men, yeah, we are an X Men podcast, and and swords, hey, cobble, and it's cobble, it's it's cobble. So this is Cable number twelve. Um, we're officially a year into Cable now. Wow. Oh wow. I mean, who the fuck knows with COVID? But yeah, sure, yeah. whatever. <laughs> a year's worth of comics. Uh, this is by Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto. Which I, I think are becoming one of my favorite X teams is, is Oh yeah. They're they're fucking great. Good duo great. for sure. So we get this great three way cable showdown. <laughs> <laughs> we've got old cable, we've got young cable, we've got strife. This Saturday. Yeah, and on, Sunday, on Sunday, whatever, Sunday. whatever on SummerSlam, yeah, whatever X Men on some they random can, planet, yeah, whatever Scra- X Men they could gather Women together, scraggle up, yeah, whoever was available, yeah, in the in the Summers family. Well, it's it's kind of it's it's the the cable like friend circle showed up to help. Yeah, the fringe cable characters. Yeah, we've got some Deadpool. Well, n- there's no tether blood, but you know. <laughs> we've got Deadpool. We've got uh, we've got Rachel we've got Summers. Deadpool. We've, we've got, got Rachel Summers. <laughs> we've got Hope Summers. We've Jesus. got Domino. You know, it's a it's a who's who. Of- mom and Dad. Also. Yeah, Mom, got, Momsy got, and Dadsy are there. 
Momsy and Dabsy. And one cuckoo. And, and Esme. A single and cuckoo. A single you gotta cuckoo. represent Emma somehow. Yeah, She's a part exactly. of the Summers family for long enough. That's true. That's a good I point. I guess. I will, She's I will fucking like fight half of you. them at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do not challenge RJ on this. <laughs> I mean, she's put her hours in, I guess. I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm just trying to get a rise out of you. So yeah, so we get this, we get this fun brawl. Um, Strife is like, oh, so Young Cable and Old Cable are here. Great. So now I get to kill you both. And then he gets optic blasted by Cyclops. <laughs> I'm so cool. Which is great. And then um, in comes the cavalry of uh, Domino and, and, and the rest in some giant car. Oh, the, it's like the Warmobile or something. <laughs> what is this car? It's like Cable's car from yeah. somewhere. I don't remember the name of it, but... Doesn't he, when he rolls in, doesn't he call him Shredder? Yeah, Deadpool, Deadpool calls Strife Shredder, <laughs> and, then, and then says something about his mutant turtles, and I thought that was great. I mean, he's Some not wrong. crossover. Dude, he yeah, looks... He's got, he has he an looks, army of demons, he's like, oh, your turtles aren't looking so hot, buddy. Yeah, and he's got, he's got this fucking weird metal armor he's got going on with his helmet and shit, so it's, it's pretty fucking yeah, good. Yeah, it's Strife. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and then he, uh, he, he gets between, um, Esme and just a bunch of sharp shit so now he's got like a spear through his chest and a knife in his head also he calls her Connie why does he call her Connie does he think it's a different person I don't understand that joke yeah I don't know Yeah, that's a good point I don't know the answer to that I don't get that reference but yeah so she basically just like gives him a migraine cause like <laughs> Because Deadpool's like, maybe this is this fight isn't for you. And she's like, no, I'm exactly who needs to be here. And then just like, yeah. Gives she gets him a in his head. Headache. And yeah. then she, he gets into her head. And then she sees a whole bunch of just cable shit. Just cable drama. <laughs> cable Hamilton. <laughs> all, throughout, all throughout time and space and reality. Just... Yeah, just Holy sees shit. all of the different possible wars between Cable and Strife. Dude, that would break most. That's, that would just break people's brains. And you keep that shit straight. Yeah, but like now she kind of gets it. Right. She understands why Cable has been such a shitty boyfriend this whole time. And then uh, old Cable comes in with the uh, the giant sword. And they start having a good old-fashioned sword fight. <laughs> good old-fashioned sword fight. But yeah, and then Cable, young Cable and Esme have that whole conversation. Like, she's like, dude, I get it. Well, also, yeah, it, we I, find out that she initially started dating him to make sure he wasn't fucking strife in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. Was all it was plan. literally just to, just to keep eyes on him so that, you know, and then she's like, yeah, you were just a dumb, stupid boy, so I knew you weren't fucking strife, and then I fell for you. Yeah, she, he was a mission, and then she actually liked him. And That's the first rule, man. Never, never fall in love. <laughs> and then they kissed, and it's beautiful. Oh, man, and then they go to strife, and he's like, you know what? Krakow is for all immunes, right? I want amnesty. And oh, yeah. and they're like, I don't I don't think I, did you hear something? I didn't What was it? I think that? I heard him say make it quick. Yeah, and then they <laughs> both yeah. shoot him. Yeah, so yeah. they they just basically uh Gene pulls his helmet off. 
And then all of the telepaths present just fucking attack him. Yeah. And then they just, uh, young Cable and old Cable just blow a hole right yeah, in his chest. Like, simultaneously shoot him in the chest. Yeah, and then my funny. favorite panel of the week, or this is two <laughs> panels, is two of the demons go, praise Satan, and then the other one goes, let's go home. Uh, <laughs> we're done here. That's yeah. fucking great. We've done all we could do. So then, uh, old Cable go- goes back to, um, the, uh, the ROM robot he warrior guy. He takes care of the robot that's just waiting for its sword. <laughs> I love how the robot's like, my chronometer must be off because I didn't think you'd been gone this because long. Because he was a kid, yeah. Young Cable leave and yeah. then old Cable come He's back. like, am I yeah, malfunctioning? Like, how, long have, how long have you been gone? Oh my god. <laughs> they like replant the whole race. It's going to regrow on the planet. Like, good for him. Yeah, he, he turns into a flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he gets a happy ending. Uh, yeah. Kind of. I mean, he got murdered. I mean, he, he I definitely mean, got murdered. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't as bad as the other ones that got lied to and then he blown up. He didn't get nuked. Yeah. He didn't yeah. get nuked. <laughs> he was, like, sacrif- He was like almost born anew and to, to, to regrow his race, I think, was the idea. But he did die. But, it, <laughs> but essentially, uh, Young Cable has to, has to leave. So he has to, like... Yep. They have to go back into the future and and keep the fight going because it's a forever war. Yeah. So, so young cable and old cable, they, they go on a road trip in time to stop all of the possible strifes. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Fucking awesome. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a, uh, cliffhanger at the end. I, I love the, um, conversation with Cyclops where he's like, I'm proud of you no matter what age you are. It's so adorable. Yeah, yeah, that is really cute. Proud Papa, proud Papa. <laughs> well, yeah, because they take all the mutants, uh, mutant babies, and the mutant baby clones that Strife is using back, right? And they br- yes. bring them back to their family, and it looks yep. like one of them's got a cable eye. Uh, well, there were uh, the the one couple that initially got like their baby yeah. kidnapped. They're like, huh? It's funny how things work. You know, we lost one baby, and then two came back, and then the second one has it's, the cable it's, it's eye. A, it's, oh, a yeah. strife it's a cable eye. clone. It's, it's a strife. Clone. Yeah, you got yourself a strife. Oh, that, uh, but there was also, get, wasn't, there like a, wasn't there a moment of, like, there's a, a timeline where it's old cable, like, right before he went, or, like, th- there's, like, some old cable and old Esme are together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I kind of missed what that was about. I think it's just giving you insight into what old cable has been up to i don't know because she's like we don't take we technically don't know who it is yeah take it it easy on the kid i think the idea is that it's esme well she's got the same necklace yeah yeah should have been irene that's whatever (laughs) she literally takes the necklace off of him and puts it on her yeah it's her necklace so that is 100 old esme yeah um but what did they do with that foot panel thing i think that's like him like repairing himself and or teleporting i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure but anyway at any rate young cable and old cable are doing what cables do and that's traveling through time and beating up bad guys it's cool because, like, now it's it's almost like old Cable has hope again, but instead of hope, it's himself. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I, I thought you meant hope the concept, no. but no, you mean hope the person. I mean hope <laughs> Summers and hope the concept. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
I mean, isn't that what hope is? Just hope. You're, yourself from a hope. younger future? <laughs> no, I meant hope the character oh. is hope. I thought you meant hope uh, the concept is just you from a... From yeah, it's teleporting your younger self into the future to fight all of your perpetual clones. That's what hope means, RJ. Okay, this fine! Con- this got confusing <laughs> and got away from us. We're talking about cable, of course it's confusing. Yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, we, we needed a time travel chalkboard for this one. We didn't even mention Ascani at once. <laughs> <laughs> but on yeah. the next month, we get cable reloaded. It's gonna be great. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. psyched for that. Is it the same creative team or is it a different creative team? No, it's it's a uh, Well, it's Jerry Duggan, shit. but it's uh uh the artist of artists. Way of X. Ooh. Bob Q. I that will be very enjoyable. Yes. Got some I thought it was Al Ewing for some reason. Al Ewing's not an artist. No, I thought Al Ewing was writing it for some oh, reason. Oh, I almost I I don't know, I could be wrong. I'll look it up. Y'all, y'all just start some shoutouts, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some sleuthing. All right. Uh, so for shoutouts, I have Action Comics 1033 uh, by Philip Kennedy Johnson, Daniel Sampiere, and Adriana Lucas. I don't usually read Action Comics, but I loved this one. Oh man, this story arc has been so good. Um, we got this the Kryptonian ship full of uh, slaves from Warworld that escaped. Uh, crash landed and the ship ended up in uh atlantis and they have this power source that no one has ever seen so the atlanteans were like well this landed in our the ocean so this is ours and uh they been <laughs> keeping it and then um two members of suicide squad went in and tried to try to get it because they're dummies and they were being dummies and now there's the uh, international <laughs> war with atlantis going like almost happening <laughs> Yeah, Atlantis is like, no one's allowed to use the ocean. Yep. <laughs> and, like, the world's trade is like, well, um, about that. Um, That's going to be a problem for us. Man, it's like the, the boat in the canal all over again, but way worse. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was just, that was one boat and one canal. Yeah, this that's is a tiny little... Canals and all of the boats. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, imagine just shutting down a back alley or, like, shutting down Broad Street. <laughs> I was going to say all of Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, no one is allowed to move in Philadelphia. That's yeah, gonna the, be a problem. roads are canceled. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> like when the Pope was in town that one time. <laughs> yeah, and the whole... No, no roads. The whole infrastructure collapsed around it. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> and then no one left their houses because it was too much of a fucking hassle, so then the, the Pope talked to no one. The end. <laughs> America was like, we're not associated with Amanda Waller? She was not doing... And, and Lanty was like, we don't care, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, they're like, it, it, it was an attack from dry land. Yeah. So fuck all of you people. Surfacer. <laughs> um, and then Superman, they're like, the Justice League is kind of having a meeting about it. And Superman's like, uh, okay, but we also got pl- to gotta talk about the fact that Mongol has all these slaves of different races on his planet. No one's doing anything. I got one in my, in my home right now. And she's terrified you know we gotta we gotta do something something about that yeah superman's like you mean we're not gonna free these this whole planet of slaves like <laughs> you guys 
we're heroes seems, and we're not going to do that? Seems kind of weird to turn the other cheek on. Hammond's like, not guys. now, Superman. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> it reminded me of, um, we did a, a, a full Star Wars watch back uh, um, over the holidays. And we kept like raising our eyebrows at how many times the heroes could have saved a whole planet of slaves if they didn't. Yeah. And the Jedis are just like, hmm, it's a shame that there's all these slaves on Tatooine. Anyway, so I'm just going to buy this one. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Actually, I'm going to gamble for this Jedis one. Jedis aren't good. Because yep. I'm a Jedi. Jedis aren't good people. No, yeah. they they're really certainly not good small. at freeing slaves. <laughs> not good at much. Uh, anyway, anyway, um, so then also we, yeah, we get the story of the Kryptonian in the Fortress of Solitude who is, um, refuses to take off her chains because the chains are like what you win in Warworld. Um, and, uh, then she gets attacked by, um, they call them Warzoons, like one of the, the fighters in Warworld. They like teleport to her and it's like a message from Mongol that, you know, she's straying from the path. And uh, so it's like serves as a reminder. And then Lois Lane, since Superman and John and Kara are all dealing with the Atlantis thing that's happening, Lois is the only one in the, the fortress. So she sees the invasion and she grabs a fucking gun and she's like, she starts tagging them and it's like, no one's gonna, gonna hurt anyone in this family. And I was like, God damn, that's so badass. I love it. <laughs> so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, this is a good book, man. So good. And yeah, I love this characterization of Lois. It's, it's great. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm excited to see where the story goes. It's really interesting. And um, I re- I read this and and the top story the the Superman Son of Kal El back to back oh yeah and that got me jazzed about Superman for the first time Hell in quite a yeah. while yep that makes me excited. love it <laughs> all right well, I got a shout out oh before I get to the shout out I was right it's Al Ewing writing Cable Reloaded Tight. boom one point for me um <laughs> in the in the game that nothing matters um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my shout-out uh, is Barbaric Number 2 uh, by Michael Morrissey, Nathan Gooden, and Addison Duke. Um, this is the second part in a three-issue story arc, so I really hope that just means that Barbaric is going to be ongoing for a really long time, because I love it. Um, we get a lot of backstory on the witch. We name it, find out that her name is Soren, because he just keeps calling her witch, and she's like, excuse me, my name is Soren, <laughs> not that you fucking Motherfucker, I got asked. a name. <laughs> yeah, like, not that you fucking asked, but I'm a human being. Um... Yeah, we get her backstory. Basically, she's like was just born a necromancer and like has doesn't really know how to use her powers. So she was staying at this like monastery to try to like figure out how to use it. It turns out the monastery was being led by uh, a serpent monster that was possessed by a demon yeah, thing. Kind probably. of a bad dude. Yeah, not yeah. good. His name is the, his, his name was the abbot, uh, and she's like, oh, I kept trying to meet the abbot. Turns out that was a bad idea. This guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> Um, so they, they go back into the monastery, which is now surrounded by a demon cloud that's in the shape of a serpent. Uh, and then everyone's frozen inside. Uh, (laughs) and then there's a literal pit into hell. And he's like, all right, I guess hell awaits. Let's go down. Let's go do it. I I like the joke Um, when they found everyone frozen and he was like, well, at least they went peacefully. And there was one guy frozen in a, in a pose of absolute agony. And he's like, (laughs) well, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then he, he starts like, 
um like ranting to her about like how like his his plight is so bad because like good and bad is never like a straightforward thing and like it's it's all difficult and she's like oh yeah really okay well you know i was a necromancer as a child and everyone around me died and then i was blamed for it and i was like kicked out of my village and my parents abandoned me and tried to burn me alive and he's like that okay that's worse um (laughs) you make it it's a valid point that's worse um and then as they're you know down there they discover uh all the souls of what appears to be the damned uh luckily the axe is mystical so it hurts them and they're like i'm ghost i'm a ghost why am i feeling pain (laughs) yeah they're very confused they're they're not happy they're nonplussed uh but then they find out like a fucking like jack kirby like like robot tower looks like a total kirby machine um and that's like (laughs) they keep saying like we have to get back to the light we have to get back to the light and it's like clearly this like purple sci-fi light and uh she gets possessed by the thing and uh attacks our boy and the abbot that's when the abbot reveals himself to be a a uh snake demon snake demon and then uh and then the the bar- the barbarian's like, uh, whatever, just more of you to chop. <laughs> I love like, that I the love axe it. is mad that there's no blood from the ghosts. Oh, he's yeah. so mad. <laughs> he's so mad that there's no blood. He's like, what the fuck? Well, earlier the axe was drunk. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then and then uh, uh, was blood his name? drunk? Uh, yeah. Or Orin is that his name? I the think so. Yeah. Owen. Owen. Um, because nothing yeah. rhymes with Owen. Uh, he was drinking liquor to sober up the axe. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... Yeah, because she's like, why the fuck are we in a pub? And he's like, well, my axe needs to sober up. And he's just getting hammered. Uh, yeah, this book is so much fun. It's... It's uh, really good. Um, I chose to not use it as a story because I just had to scream about Aurora fucking up Doom for a while. But uh, I think this is going to be one of those books I talk about in every episode whenever it comes out. It's definitely very good and very funny. Yeah. Like, it's oh, yeah. hilariously yeah, it's a- funny. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to shout this out. Um, TMNT Annual by Tom Waltz, Maria Kane, and Louis Antonio Delgado. Oh, man. Um, so I've mentioned that there's this pantheon of, of gods, these, like, immortal beings um in tmnt and this issue does an amazing job of catching you up on all of that shit so if you're like way behind on tmnt or you just jumped on on issue 100 that would be i yes um (laughs) this is a great primer for that the background of those characters because we get a whole hell of a lot of rat king so if you're a big rat king fan like myself (laughs) <laughs> this has a lot of stuff for you because like so, me personally i'm team rat king <laughs> yeah so rat king's trying to kind of get the band back together because like he and his siblings these immortal beings have been playing this ancient game with human lives and he kind of goes to each of them to ask them like hey you know is this game still on and they each kind of tell him to go fuck them fuck himself in their own way <laughs> and but in each of those vignettes when he's going to to each of his siblings you get a very quick wrap-up backstory of like their role in all of this so instead of having to read a hundred issues to kind of get the very minutia and all of that you can just read this issue and get caught up so cool I, good thing I didn't read this issue this week. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, 
once all of his siblings are like, well, no, we don't want to play your stupid game with you. And they kind of give him the reasons why. And he's like, well, these are all valid reasons why. And he's like, I, we're no like chaos for chaos. Never helped anybody. Um, you know, the, the, this game never really fulfilled any of us. So what I'm going to do is basically call a meeting with the entire turtles rogues gallery and be like hey y'all wanna get in on this armageddon game that i have going and they're all like (laughs) sure so we have we have leatherhead with krang in it which is just fucking awesome and we haven't had enough of this yet we haven't seen them in forever yeah i'm excited that we're gonna get more of that um we've got i'm trying to get there so we've got Baxter Stockman, who's like, yeah, I'm in, but I I play by my own rules. And he's like, all right, cool, fucking fair enough. And then we have this, like, we have Null, who's the CEO of Null Industries, who's basically like a demon. No, I hate, I hate Null. Yeah, Null is... That, is... is that the uh, the symbiote uh, god from <laughs> Venom? Are we no, talking, is that the same totally Null? different Null. Different Null? Different Leaf. guy? Well, it's a lady, <laughs> show. and she's and she's a she's a Beelzebub oh, type. I just got. <laughs> it's the only time I'll ever fire anyone. But yeah, but she's like, we're in, but only if this planet is only the start of all this. So like, it looks like he's got some play, some new playmates, and they're all of the worst bad guys from Turtles. Nice. So I can't wait to cool. see where this is going. He sh- he should have gotten the Rat King from the cartoon. That terrible villain that was in the was in the TMNT cartoon. Yeah, and one of the more uh, ugly action figures. Yeah, from the, from the original run. <laughs> like, but I, I I like that they fleshed out Rat King more and kind of given him more of a role. He's so great. He's so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know so more creepy. about the the octopus god that it never says anything. Yeah, they're so weird. Yeah. Hmm. There's Sounds a lot fun. of cool stuff in this book. Um I'm just glad we're getting back to that kind of crazy nonsense again. Yeah, setting up big stuff. Yeah. I wanna throw one out here before we get to that top story. More Superman. Um something is killing the children, eighteen. We haven't talked about this book in a while, but we should. More. James Tyne and the Fourth, were there Deladera and Mikael Muerto. Um, so this you're arc, just, you're just doubling down on the James Tynan today. Double dipping with Tynan. <laughs> um, I love how every time we talk about a Tynan book, there isn't only one of them. <laughs> Dude, well, when he's writing all of them, it's hard to just pick one. Like, yeah, for real, freaking two or three every week. That right now, it's incredible. Um, this this arc has been talking about the origins and the backstory of like the house of slaughter, which is like the, the houses that chase these, these monsters specifically. Uh, I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head. Cause I'm tired, but <laughs> what is her name? Um, the main character, uh, the, the Erica, the monster hunter. Yeah. Erica. Monster hunter lady. It's basically how she has been recruited so we're at the point where she's basically about to go into what they call i think they call it the, the slaughterhouse the slaughter they, house. Go to, they go to big gary slaughter's house <laughs> saying this guy's they go and meet this guy named big gary slaughter 
who just lives on a farm and he's basically explaining he's like oh why do you live on a farm it's like so no one can see what we do here Yikes. when we fight monsters and shit it's like oh all right good lord yeah but basically they brought her here for the initiation which we kind of learn is basically <laughs> the demon that so we've learned that she kind of trapped this demon in uh like a totem uh, which ends up being her octopus, which we see throughout the series. And this initiation is basically, she offers that up and offers herself up. And this guy, the ritual releases basically the monster that killed her parents. And it kind of like, she has to confront it and it like goes inside of her. Now she has to basically come out the other side or it's, or she made Either that or she dies. That sounds like a fun time. So basically, well, the monster that killed her parents and has caught letter on this pass is now inside of her. And she's basically literally battling her de- de- her demons and yeah. like the talk about talk about literally battling. Yeah, demons. and like the main guy is basically like, you should have fucking said something. I thought this was just going to be like a, a nothing, not like a full fledged like powerful demon. I didn't know I was sending this girl to her death. That was so fucked up. <laughs> and he's just like, and he's like crying. Like he's like genuinely like upset. And like the woman that brought her was like, all right, let's just go fucking drink. Like it's one of those, like this is initiation. Like this guy clearly doesn't take any joy in doing this. And he thinks he just literally murdered a child. But I mean, we do know that she lives. We do. We don't know how exactly. Yeah. But, well, the yeah. lead up to this is basically saying like, this will be the worst thing you ever experience. This initiation. Like, it's going to be terrible. So, I'm guessing next issue is probably going to be, like, what she's going through. But this book continues to be so good. Um, even with getting the backstory and everything now about the, the house just fledging out the, the universe, the backstory. It's, it's, it's so well done. Uh, I, if you're not reading it, you pick up the trades. It's well worth, well worth your time. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've been holding off on this one for trades. It's a great tra- it's a great trade read. Like yeah. I wouldn't be able to put it down if I put and it in the tra- if you trade. And if if you see it, buy it immediately because it can't stay in stock. Yeah. It's it flying just keeps off the going shelf. Out of stock. Yeah. That's how you know it's good. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's true. All right, can we talk about Superman again? Well, sure. We can I- talk about yeah. Superman's son. <laughs> well, mm. he is Superman. Um yeah, Superman son of Kal-El number one. Back to back with Is this what you get when you is this Superman at home? Not the soup not Superman? No, this is this is <laughs> Superman also. <laughs> Superman as uh, well. <laughs> but yeah, uh this issue is so good. It starts out uh with a with a flashback and he's <laughs> it's Superman Superman. It's Kal-El fight, fighting off a uh planetary invasion. Attempted. And it, an attempted planetary invasion. <laughs> funny, I was going to say oh Superman God. Prime, but that's a different guy, isn't it? That's it a different is, guy. Yeah, that is a different guy. Well, yeah. you're talking about Superboy Prime. This is just Clark. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, just, just Clark. We'll, we'll call him Clark. We'll call him Clark. So Clark is out there in space, and like Green Lantern and everybody else, and like you know, Martian Manhunter are like, "Hey, isn't there somewhere you should rather be? Like this, <laughs> this isn't where you should be." And he's like, uh, "I think I want to protect." The whole the time planet. he's like, "There's alien like, invasion." They're like, "Attempted alien invasion." They like know, keep saying it's so good. It's so funny. So good. I think every hero says it throughout this yeah. intro. It's, it's such yep. a good running joke. And yeah. it's yeah. so funny that, like, it, th- this is him, like, 
everyone's like, no, your your wife's about to have a child. Like, <laughs> you get the you, yeah. you need the to be there. The most important thing in the world for you yeah. is is not this alien invasion. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and then <laughs> a, a whole toy box full of superheroes are going to a save this alien and fix this alien yeah. invasion. Yeah. They're like, we've seen worse last Tuesday. Yeah, this is basically. fine. Uh, and yeah, like uh, Batman is at the the door to the Fortress of Solitude, you know, standing guard. And he's like, shouldn't you be fighting the aliens? And he's like, uh, it's an attempted evasion. They got this. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Um, yeah. And then it's, it's Wonder Woman helping uh, Lois give birth to John. And yeah, same thing. She like, makes the same joke. Same joke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's so good. And then you know we we find out that Batman has already done run some tests and his unique physiology, being both Kryptonian Kryptonian and human, he could be more than Clark. And Wonder Woman's like, you know, Bruce, you have a reputation, and it isn't helped by conducting tests on the unborn childs of our friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's being a real it's so weirdo cool, creep about all of it. Yeah, it's so cool yeah. though because. The, the narration boxes, they give John his own faster than a speeding bullet, and it's it's yeah. so cool. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Um, which brings us to the present, in which uh, John is fighting the very real threat of the California wildfires. Yeah. Uh, I love that they wrote this, um, like... Probably before California was on fire, but knowing that every single year we have, say, is there a, a before in- California yeah, was on fire pr- at this I point? Mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of just perpetually. There's just, there's just a break. <laughs> yeah, there's point. there's there's like an eight month break when California isn't on fire, but they even say that in this issue. It's just like, yeah, we're getting um, once in a decade fires every year, and yeah. because of the drought. So. Yeah, but I like his lead in, like you said, as RJ saying, faster than fate and powerful as hope. Yes, nice little, oh, bit, so fucking like, good. Just kind of talking about he may be like, there's a chance that he's like he could be better than everybody. He's the Gohan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, that's exactly. <laughs> he is yeah. the Gohan. Yeah. Holy shit, it's fucking great. Uh, Means he's gonna quit yeah. halfway through. Yeah, oh he's, no, he's, don't he's be just, Gohan. He's just gonna get to a certain level and he'd be like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, I I like how we get this kind of um. The, the X Men saving a mutant whose powers just activated, kind of a yes. uh-huh. kind of a story. Yes. Yeah. So we we find out that the the cause of this particular wildfire uh, is is a person whose powers just manifested and and they're just lighting everything and around them on the fire. Fuck out. Yeah, they're they're yeah. having a fucking panic attack yeah. and it's it's just radiating. They're just fire igniting the air. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he uses his X ray to see it. And then people, they just start shooting, like, rockets. Like, there's, like, a jet oh, that's yeah. just dropping fucking rockets Dude. on it. And he just says, nope. And yeah. just, like, <laughs> None of that. It in half. It half. <laughs> shit was fucking great. Snaps it in half. And, yeah, God, it, it, it's just such perfect man, perfect Superman, like, vibes where he's just, like, he goes up to, he just walks through the, like, nuclear flames. And, uh, hi, I'm John. And the guy's like, I don't know why I got here. I'm freaking out. And he's like. Yeah, you're you're having a panic attack. This looks like fi- <laughs> being on fire and under attack from the military looks pretty stressful. I think this is connected to your stress. You just need to calm down and then just like gives him a hug. Well, like early on, he's like, I know you're scared. I won't hurt you and you can't hurt me. Like it's like, yeah. fuck. He just hands right. him a joint. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets him to calm down though. He gets him to calm down. He says, I've got you. He says, just breathe. And then he's like, 
he hands him over to the military and they're like, hey, this guy didn't know what he was doing. He, it was an accident. He's under control now. He just needs to stay calm. And then they just immediately like knock him unconscious. Well, first they lie to him about it. And they're like, sure. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we'll yeah. take care of it. And then they knock him unconscious. He's like, bro, what the jo- fuck? Uh, j- what the fuck did I John's just say? like about to leave and he's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And then like the, the military well, then- is just like, uh, you really want to go against the government? Like, put him down. It's him or us. It's just like, it's like what are you, you. gonna do? Shoot him? I'm a living, yeah, I'm a living god. Like, <laughs> fuck you, fucking a cab. Anyway, but this um, this this leads to a great crisis of face slash moment with with him and Damien. Yeah, he goes to his friend to talk, and, and Damien's, well, Damien's just like, there. Hey, are you? And he's like, "What are you supposed to like? Are you away?" Right. <laughs> well, he he goes to the um, Mortal Kombat island that yeah. uh, that that Damien is uh, fighting okay. on in the in the ongoing, and uh, and Damien's like, "I'm off the grid. How did you find me?" And he's just like, "I always know where you are. Are you kidding me? You can't be off the grid from me." Um, but yeah, Damien's also like, "Did you come to talk to me because I'm your only friend that you're not related to?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah." Dude, just watching this whole scene when they're ta- they're all just having this have conversation about what to do and like John's worried that the government's gonna like, go back on their word all while they're all getting attacked by ninjas and like half these ninjas have to fight Superman. They're like, "This is bullshit." It's <laughs> yeah. my favorite Dude, no fair. line. You got a Superman. It's my favorite line. Is like, "This isn't a fair fight, is it?" And John's like, "You're uh, ninjas are supposed to be quiet. I shouldn't hear complaining." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's also like, it's "Fair fight. Great. You tried to ambush my and assassinate my best friend." These poor ninjas. <laughs> yeah, like, you're so a one punch good. ninja. You don't really get a say. These in the poor matter. ninjas. They yeah. were just trying yeah. to go and you know you're supposed to swallow <laughs> night ninjas and yeah, just try to crawl yeah, in their and, mouths and, and, and yeah. you know they show up Superman just making their job more difficult. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love this little exchange between Damien and John. It's, he says, uh, I get what's bugging you. There's nothing heroic about serving the status quo. I mean, there's a reason I'm a vigilante. And then John says, I don't want to put out fires and ignore the cause, both literally and metaphorically. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, love Damien's like, that. Damien's yeah. like, it's easier to be this because yeah. I it's can easy. punch something. It's easy to punch a ninja. <laughs> yeah. A little harder, a harder to punch. A little harder to punch the climate crisis, inequality, <laughs> right. the erosion of the free press, and the rise of demagogues. Yeah. Which I would love to punch all of those things. I live my life punching yeah, you, all of but, those things, like in the, and just like pure futility of punching all. Of but those yeah, things. but like, but like Robin's point is. Yeah, it's you not can't to punch. fix those problems with violence. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you can't punch them. Well, and John's uh, whole thing is like, but it is a lot of fun to punch. Uh, I guess his whole yeah, as fun as like, punching Nazis yeah. is, you can't fix that problem that way. Right. I'm gonna try. <laughs> um, I can stop trying. Because like his whole point is like, I have the power to fix anything. I just don't know how. Like, he wants to fix these problems, but he knows he can't just punch his way out of it. So he's trying to figure out, like, what the fuck to do. Because he's like, yeah. I, I have... I'm a god, basically. Yeah, like, we I get need- this a- this great line where he says, truth, justice, and a better world. Yeah. Uh, Which uh, is such so a better rewrite of that line. Yeah, yeah no, because truth, justice, the American way is... is, is uh, that's an insult. Yeah, because, like, what point. is the American way anymore? Like... Exactly. Um, lying through your fucking teeth, mostly, I think. Uh, if we're going on the general 
basis of the nation. It's, it's you know, like, destroying the planet for the sake it, of profit is the American way. Yeah, exactly. And and telling and gaslighting everyone else about right. it. <laughs> like, uh, I also really love that. Like at one point, they're they're talking about like. He's like, well, you're also the son of Lois Lane, so exposing corruption and lies uh-huh. should also be a big part of like what you do, you know? He's like worried about his identity. He's like, my dad's Batman. We can figure that shit out. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a fucking problem. Uh, but yeah, it's it's time for Superman to stop fighting the symptoms, and you're powerful enough to be the cure. Yeah, we're it's talking like about a end. Superman book that's not going to punch shit and try to fix problems a oh, different fuck. way. Oh fuck! Did just- he just become Captain Planet? Basically. <laughs> Basically, is he going to adopt five teenagers from all over the world and give them I, special rings? I hope he rings? doesn't do that. And but I do hope sure, he fights. I'm pretty sure Mogo is Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes. Oh man, but yeah, I I love this. It's it's literally everything we talk about on the show. It's just like maybe punching people isn't the way that you solve problems all the time, and yeah. you know, like uh, the whole planet is on fire with demagogues and well, climate I th- crisis. I think it's really and- interesting that it's like. Uh, this character who is as powerful as Superman, but doesn't nece- if not but doesn't so. necessarily know, doesn't necessarily have the experience Superman does, and like right. it must be hard to be able to do all the same things that Superman can, but not know how to do it like Superman. And and talk about the biggest shoes to fill. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> right. Right. There's no pressure to live up to your predecessor in, in any way. That's in this a big situation. pair of gaudy red boots to any, fill. Any bigger, and we're getting to clown <laughs> shoe territory. Big... Yeah. <laughs> that, and he's still he's Superman, so he's still fucking around. Like you know what I mean? Like he's still there. So it's not well, like Superman's like gone. He's, gone. Lo- he's losing his powers, though. But yeah, sure. like it's definitely he's definitely you know. taking up the mantle. But like it's not like Superman. Like he's still kind of fighting the good fight. Currently, Clark can can give him pointers, so yeah. that is nice. But uh, but we we know from the future stuff he's gonna get trapped on fucking War World soon. So. But yeah, it's 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 cool because like John's trying to fix the woes of the world and trying to mend right. a dying world, and Superman's about to go out in space and free a whole planet of fucking slaves. So like, yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. And yeah, and it's I also love the um. He doesn't need to be Superboy anymore, and we can just call him Superman. Like, they're doing the same, like, mm-hmm. Laura and Logan are both Wolverine. Shut the fuck up. It's not that difficult yeah, to understand. Just get over <laughs> it. Right. Just get over it. It doesn't need to be a d- different person. There's just legacy characters. Just, like... Yeah. It's great. No, it's... Everything it, about this This is just is a great take on a Superman character. Just like- goddamn Tom, Tom Taylor just getting it. Just fucking... <laughs> just... It's great. Yeah. He's making me care about Superman. Yeah. These Great. last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about Superman. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of comic writers who have done that for me. Turns out, so all that's... you have to do is actually read, read, read the Superman comics. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Turns RJ, out, RJ, you did it. You did it. Mission accomplished. You got Let's us drop there. the banner. <laughs> we the, did it. Have a button, confetti, and balloons. The the all we did. Four of our di- all four of our <laughs> houses have different yeah, ri- yeah, banners ri- that are <laughs> clandestine. <laughs> Suddenly, a bunch of balloons and confetti just fell out of my ceiling. What's happening? <laughs> RJ, why were you in my house without my did knowledge? Did you fill my attic with balloons again? I RJ? had the night ninjas do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, All right. Well, what we got coming out next week? Batman. Batman. And X Men. Batman. X Men number Finally. two. Finally. Man. Ooh. Looks like Hellions Ooh. as well. Yes. Holy shit. 
Nice house on the lake. Guardians annual. So Whoa, there's the two. That's two Tynans. Got the, two, the, two the, the mandatory two Tynans. Mandatory, yeah. <laughs> At least uh, two Tynans a week. Seven of Eternity, Swamp Thing, Silk, oh, yeah. Firepower. The last issue of Waking Dreaming Hours. Hmm? Um, nice. a, uh, the Matt Rosenberg Joker book, Joker Presents a Puzzle Box. I don't want uh, I'm him to that. present me a puzzle box. <laughs> I don't either, but he's doing it, whether you like it or not. It's like Stillwater. Uh, oh, the um, Me You Love in the Dark? Yeah, the yeah, Scotty Young book. Yeah, Scotty Young book. Sounds good. I'm sure that'll be pretty decent. Unless we got Wind, the good Asian. Oh, that's a that's a triple Tynan. Triples is best. Mm, yeah, that's classic. Triples is Tynan, best. Cla- triple Tynan's classic Tynan. Trey T3. T T three is what we say. <laughs> Crushing Everyone's Lobo. favorite. We don't talk about Star Wars <laughs> on here, but there's a four Lom and Zuckus one shot. Oh baby. What? I'm fucking here for it. I am so far behind on the War of the Bounty Hunters that I'm gonna fucking How read that one shot. How funny would it be if like the first time we really talk about it's Star four Wars? Four Lom and Zuckus? Oh man. Top story. Top story, four Lom and Zuckus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think we 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 covered like a couple of stray issues of oh, the Star Wars ongoing when they like, restarted. Yeah, fucking a million years ago, yeah. there was just a job of yeah, one shot last week. Oh man, yeah, we're just way behind on Star Wars. But to, to you know what? Up. Go listen to uh, the New Republic archives on uh, on Dueling Genre. Cool. Hell that's yeah. that's your one stop shop for printed Star Wars material. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That okay. looks like about it, so we did it. Oh yeah. Yay, we made it. I I I am so low energy this week, I almost didn't make it through this. <laughs> but we did make it. Man, you crushed all my dreams before we hit record. Because we just started talking about how shitty COVID is and like, you know, what we always do, and I got really like I I don't I spiraled. You got bummed like, out and I got real worried. I spiraled. I spiraled hard, but, you know, all we needed was some Superman, uh, you know, stronger than hope. Truth, justice, Uh, and a better world, man. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, let's do the plugs. What do we got? Um, Blurp, blurp, blurp. Join our Patreon, first of all. Uh, There's a bunch of cool Patreon-exclusive content out there. We're working on some really cool October stuff. Well, me, and Casey, should... me and Casey are all over Dueling John Reverses right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got Shit's Creek. We got uh, The Good Place. We got Batman the Animated Series, and upcoming we got some Halloween movies. Oh, yeah, we're so also um, all over DG Versus. Speaking of <laughs> X-Men, uh, franchiseography is, is smack dab in the middle of the X-Men series. Um, I've been doing a lot of the editing on that show, and I've been really enjoying their coverage on the X-Men films. I I'm going to be on the Deadpool 2 episode that's nice. upcoming. So so you're talking about Cable again? Yeah, uh, I, that's why I signed up. I wanted to talk about Cable. I wanted to talk about specifically the Dwayne Trzinski run of Cable and how they did that whole story dirty in Cable 2. So yeah, uh, or, or Deadpool 2. So yeah, um, uh, check that out. Check those out. Also, uh, TMNT Minute is back. Uh, we're, we're deep into the throes of... Um, TMNT three, three minutes at a time, three times a week, three, three, three. Um, uh, also yes, we just, Trinity. uh, as of last week, t- 
tied a big fat bow around the TMNT minute. We re- recorded our last episode. Aww. Like, period. Like, we're not doing TMNT oh, no. minute anymore. So, yeah. Aww. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. R.I.P. But we're, we're moving on to bigger, better things. We're, we're going to start recording Table Pop pretty soon, which is going to be our uh, tabletop RPG um, Let's Play podcast, I guess you could call it. Um, yeah, I can't wait. That sounds so much we're fun. We're doing Ghostbusters for our first, uh, our first season, so that's going to be fun as heck. I get oh, yeah. to I get to make my own Ghostbuster character, and that's going to be super fun. So nice. Stay tuned. Um, yeah. So that's it for us. Um, stay fa- stay safe out there, everybody. It's getting weird. It's getting weird again. Stay safe. Oh, I'm spiraling again, Adam. Um, use your common sense. Take care of each other. Wash your goddamn hands. And wear a mask in public still. Just fucking do it. Please, just goddamn do it. Uh, yeah, anyway, so that's that's it for us. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Shirtbox. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs>